With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Rhodes and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to uh, Football and Random Things. We're back from a brief hiatus. Uh, I apologize for that. That's on me. Kind kind on Jeff. (laughs) Sorry about that, guys. (laughs) Jeff's the dad now. Uh, My name's still Connor. You're still Colin, right? Yep. Okay. So everyone else is, we're all all set here. Before we get started and back into things, I do have to give a big shout out to Wiffles Hybrids. They are our presenting uh, sponsor um, here at FART. And uh, I got to read this. At Wiffles Hybrids, we do... 100 things just a little bit better from our independent corn breeding program to our in-house customer support team we're committed to your success plant your future uh with wiffles hybrids wow it's powerful it was it was decent it's powerful i'm ready for the damn autos on liberty bowl i am i'm excited oh crap this i screwed is- this up you you have a kid now. We yeah. need to talk about that first. Oh, I'm I mean, sorry. Okay, that's My fine. I, I love bowl games. I got too excited. I just, uh, <laughs> she's <laughs> she she's great. A uh, little baby girl, Nell, and uh, she's for the most part sleeping. For the most part, just you got to figure out what the fuss is for. Which it's I have to fart. I have to burp. I'm tired or I'm hungry. Like those one of the four things that she's probably gonna fuss for and figure that out. And then just 23 of 24 hours in a day, she's exceptionally pleasant, cute, or sleeping. And one hour of that cumulatively is her fussing. So we just got to figure out what that's for. But uh, 10 out of 10 would recommend fatherhood. Would we recommend? Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised you came in here with like the most pro fatherhood, like no complaints. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like the completely so opposite I, to I, anyone I, else that you're talking about being I, a father. I would, I would say that the delivery process, and I said this on the first uh, kick in it that we did when we came back. The delivery process, that was exceptionally stressful. And I also said, like I said it then, but I'll say it again. PSA, God bless nurses, God bless doctors, God bless CNAs. I mean, everybody that works in healthcare, because I mean, for you guys, uh, my wife had really bad preeclampsia to the point where we checked into the hospital. They're supposed to schedule the induction, which that process is like you start the process on set like the night before. And then maybe hopefully you have you get kicked into labor at some point, like 12 or 24 hours later. So uh, we checked into the hospital at 7.30 on Sunday night uh, on the 19th, and they take her blood pressure, and preeclampsia is really high blood pressure, which can cause a whole host of other issues, and her blood pressure was sky high. So within three hours, our daughter was taken out by C-section because it was that dangerous to leave her in there because preeclampsia is more or less treated by getting the baby out. So uh, it went from, hey, let's just, you know, have this slow process to being like, if we don't take this baby out of your wife, she will have a seizure Ooh. now. And so like that was the, the delivery process. And like the time after that, that was exceptionally stressful. Like that was uh, that I would, you know, knowing now, like if we do have another child down the road, uh, knowing now what to look for, it's a little bit different. But like oh, that was the delivery process. Exceptionally stressful. Would not recommend that. Do not do not recommend zero out of 10 would not recommend. But it's, all, it's all good now. 
Baby all and good mom now. are doing well now. Baby and mom are doing really well. It only, it, she had, had to be on a couple medications afterwards to make sure we got everything monitored. Had to go in for a couple more appointments than we otherwise would have. Uh, but off, of, you know, everybody's off of any medication. Everybody's walking around, acting normal. We're we're good. So good. yeah, yeah, every, everything's normal. So fatherhood, great. Getting the kid, the delivery process, do not like. <laughs> do not like at all. Not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> Does she know what she's going to be when she grows up yet? Uh, I, she's four weeks old. Do you know? I don't know. All no, right. I, so hockey player still in the cards. Technically, yes. All right. Cool. That's all I want to know. I just don't. I mean, I just don't want to pay for that. Like, as a parent, I just don't want to pay for like. I could tell you to put her in racing. I be, again, I don't want to pay for I'm that saying, either. I'm giving You've you the, the, I'm giving you the discount sport. You like the two most expensive sports. All right, you got to come up with. A, you have to buy a car and transport that car to all the races, right. or you got to pay for like traveling to like I don't know Duluth for a Sunday tournament because there's no other places to we play need, hockey. We need to talk about the inflation of hockey stick prices because those things work. Way yeah, too that much is. Let your child chase insane. your dreams, Jeff. Child chase your dreams. Oh, that's dream chaser. Yeah, I'm gonna live through. She's gonna play volleyball. Damn it, it doesn't matter. Oh man, I can I can picture just about anyone in the world being a parent like that, except for you. Like just, there's, no, there's absolutely no situation that would come up. Yeah, oh yeah. But yeah, it's, it's it's cool. I I'm I enjoy it. One thing I will say though, so like, and people who have either had kids or are about to or are in the same stage in this as I am, you get you get so much less done, even if you quote don't have anything to do. So like, a normal situation is kids fussy mom so my wife has been uh awake with her for let's call it seven hours from like seven o'clock to like two in the afternoon and she's had to do you know breastfeeding and had to like still you know she didn't sleep a ton last night because she had to get up every couple hours so she's exhausted so you can kind of get stuff done in the morning if she's doing something but then she's kind of fussy and then your wife needs to take a nap just because that would be horrible if she had to stay up for like 18 straight hours so you just go hold a baby and even if she's not fussy and she's like going to sleep you're just kind of sitting there on the couch with a sleepy baby can't really do anything productive so like the amount of work stuff that i've gotten done very very small amount of football and movies that i've watched very high so this is a period <laughs> where as long as you accept the fact that you're not going to get anything done it's great like you just get to hang out with your kid watching football like that there is so little downside on this has that been easy for you or no uh it took a little bit to get because i tend to be a person who likes to do go 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 yeah uh so it took like kind of apologize to the people that i would be responsible for getting these work tasks done uh so saying like hey i'm sorry man but like i'm gonna i'll get this to you by the end of the week yeah <laughs> it normally would Not take by me, a couple hours yeah it normally would take two hours but this is going to take me somewhere between two hours and seven days i have no idea we'll see so get used to get used to not doing anything but in get once you get used to not doing anything, just get to hang out with your kid, you know, while they sleep, and you kind of stare at them and just oogle it how adorable they are because everybody's kid is the cutest kid on the planet to them. So, it's how much of your camera roll is your baby now? A lot. That's it's a, a good it's a substantial. <laughs> I, I just had a couple more pop into my head. Su too. Substantial <laughs> amount. Uh, I would say the one a thing that we did with my because my brother and sister in law have four kids. And we just started and uh, all of us have iPhones. And so we started an Apple, like a shared album where you can just everybody who anybody who has a picture of them, you just kind of upload them, upload that to that album. And so we started one with just our daughter. So between my wife's phone and my phone, like there's probably already 600 pictures in there. It's been <laughs> four weeks. So, oh, you know, it's 150 pictures a week. That's yeah, it's, I mean, it's not too bad. I, 600 might be a, a bit much, but it's not too far off of that. Have you gotten the uh, baby language down yet? You actually do like fairly quick. You can, well, it's more based on like a clock where you can say, you know, 
It's been two hours and 30 minutes since she last ate. So you, right, she's not wet. So she's probably hungry. Fart two thirty in the afternoon. Yeah, and so it's okay. She should be. She's probably hungry, and then you can kind of do this just a little test to see if she like, like roots around for a a pacifier or your finger or something like that. Yep, she's hungry, and then feed her and takes care of it. So yeah, you you learn what the cries mean faster than you think. Like the problem solving happens really really naturally. Just and I, I would imagine this isn't unique to me that like when you have a kid, you can kind of be like, oh, this is what. This is the this is what they need like relatively quickly. I'm guessing you have exceptional fatherly instincts as well. Uh, I don't know. I, he would be the guy to do. <laughs> people are gonna think I'm like buttering you up, but you are just like such a unique individual person. Thank you. I Thank you. think I texted him to complain about the refs in the last Drake football game. I won't mention the score. It's a really specific complaint I had for Woody, and he just texted me back pictures of his daughter, and I'm like. I can't say anything bad about it. <laughs> I, I like the put picture. him in a bad mood. Swipe out of <laughs> yeah. it. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, I said the baby was cute and stuff. Like, it was a very, like, wholesome text to get. But I was like, I texted you to complain specifically about the Morris <laughs> or the playoff or something like that. But, no, it's uh, congratulations. Thank I, you. Thank I think you. I told you that. but Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Pretty, like I said, fatherhood, 10 out of 10, would recommend. And you've been uh, you've been getting to watch a lot of bowl season, right? Oh, man, a lot of bowls. Also, this is one thing. I didn't realize this. So my wife's uncle has this big pool where, like, you just pick bowl games and, you know, winner. You, know, you didn't tell me? Oh, like, and then, I'm, eight, I'm like you know, eight and two. Whatever. Right now. I'm off I'm, and I'm way on the other side of that. Like, really? Because one of the bowl games are so hard to predict so because it, it, there's like two or three things that matter more than, at least to me, than the quality of the team, which one is the give a shit level. Like if I uh, agree, but the, and I will tell you the early bulls are easier from that aspect of the give you, a shit level. Yeah. And when I say my picks are this, like I pick them all. The day before the game as the season goes oh. i used to just pick them all at the start but now people opted out because some loud mouths on espn started complaining that there was too much football so oh that's see you have to pick all of them right out of the gate and you have to pick all of them like a two days before the bulls even start yeah, so like everyone's fair. in the same playing field but like give a shit level you know like if let's say iowa state at seven and six is going to play against oregon in the relia quest bowl or something like that like Iowa State's young team, they went through a whole lot. They'd be excited excited to go anywhere. Oregon, not going to care. Like, so despite the fact that Oregon is probably a higher quality team than Iowa State on on paper, I would pick Iowa State in that bowl game because they're going to want to be there. Like, you guys had that in the Fiesta Bowl against Oregon where I think teams were fairly equivalent in that. It wasn't like there was a big discrepancy, but you guys definitely wanted to be there. And at least after the first drive, Oregon had zero desire of being in that game. And so then... Your give a shit level matters. Your the next one is opt outs. Who freaking knows who's yeah. going to opt out and how much of an impact that's going to have? So like picking bowl games is like picking the first round of the NCAA tournament. Like yeah. it, good luck. Agree. Like yeah. you're you you can be you know like whatever like Debbie from accounting on the office pool like wins the whole thing and it's like Debbie's never watched a basketball game in three years but yeah. it's the same amount of it, like she has more same amount of same amount of anyone else she probably watched. You name the number 16 school that goes for a run uh-huh. that no one's ever watched before, and she yeah. probably watched seven games of them. Yeah. it's it, So, yeah, picking bowl games. But it's more fun because then you get to pay attention to them. Like, yeah. if you have, like, oh, we need Boise State to win here or something like that, yeah. then you actually watch that game and pay attention yeah. to it. So, would enter a bowl pool. It may, it's like the NCAA tournament. It makes it more fun. Yeah, I think that Iowa State, like, just every school handles bowls differently. Like, the prep, like, especially right now, like, 
the opt-outs, the transfer portal, like how much time coaches can put in towards it? I, like I want to run. I want to run my my super mega theory by you guys about how we can make bowl games a little more exciting. Yeah. Let's just have all the kids that go to the transfer portal. Well, if you get him from the portal before the bowl game, you can use him if you want. I like the idea. That's I like badass. I like William As, William's idea that he had a while paying ago. Paying the players and it goes along with what his is. Yeah, I sure. the, I love I, his I, idea I, way I, better than that one. I Mine the, is really far fetched. The two the two things. I mean, there's never going to happen. But the two things that like I really like, which which his idea was, uh, you know, if it you can increase the amount of revenue you get from sponsors, you can start paying the players and you can pay the players more. Uh, and then you can get better matchups. You get better TV draws, which brings more money. Which is every if you're a, in order, the highest paying sponsor gets first pick of all bowl eligible. And then so you can pick Georgia, Florida State, go to town. Well, then you're the highest paying sponsor. Some of that money goes to the players as far as NIL. Next highest paying gets to pick any two. So like you could have an Iowa, Iowa yeah, State bowl would, game. That like, would be so... you, just being able to pick which ones. The downside on that, the flip side, is you're going to end up with some pretty shitty ones towards the bottom of the barrel. You're going to yeah. get like, you know, but you also already I have promise, those. I yeah. promise you when the edible mascot uh, or the big guy in the famous toastery NASCAR shows up on the TV and this guy in a suit's like, here at Famous Toastery, we really care about <laughs> our customers. <laughs> it's going to hit different, Jeff. It's still, it's still a bowl game. It has that big feel. But yeah, and there are already some weird dumb mascots matchups anyway yeah. you know yeah. like it doesn't i don't feel like it i feel like it would honestly shake out pretty yeah the only thing, like maybe some of like the i don't know ohio's already playing georgia southern jacksonville state's already playing louisiana app state's playing miami ohio For yeah like there's, 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 there's all things that would naturally happen based yeah. on just fan like you know what i mean like teams with bigger fan bases typically do better yeah and so i feel like yeah that would be that is i love that option it's never gonna happen but to me if money talks, like set up that situation because yeah. you can pretty quickly get yourself a ton. Because, you know, imagine what's the importance of being first or second in line with that. Like, that's pretty big. So you can start getting like, you know, whatever these big companies pay for. Anyway, that's a digression. You know it's never going to happen. As You know what I like to say about the NCAA? That makes too much sense. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> logical. We're way too logical. Thought, thought out. Yeah. yeah. It's positive downstream we need, consequences. We need like something with like 10% of that idea that still manages to screw over the fans a little bit and potentially the players just a bit more. Yeah, yeah. that's it needs to yes. yeah, yeah, right, right, right. We'll we'll go back to the drawing board on that. But uh <laughs> it I'm really excited for now I just like bowl games cuz it was always like come back over winter break. You don't have anything to do when you're in high school and college same thing. Um I mean I was working on stuff but like always would have one on in the background and just loved watching bowl games like growing yeah, and up. And it's like so, you know, it's like Tuesday at 3 p.m. Yeah. and you have the Bahamas Bowl on or something so, like yeah. that. Randy like, Dang, it's nice outside and when I walk outside, it's yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Randy Peterson's like, I can't believe, like, Connor's just, like, so amped to go to Memphis. Oh, I'm You pumped. can't be that excited. And I'm like, no, I love it, dude. It's, like, definitely the best bowl game I've been to. And I just like that uh -huh. city. But, I'm pumped. So this yeah. is going to be my first bowl game that I've gone to not as a player. So I get to go right. out and do it's, all the it's, fun it's stuff. Fun. Like, it's, I'm Memphis was like a cool place. There's a lot of good food, and Beale Street was fun. Like when we were as a player, so I'm excited uh, being a 21 year old, over 21, and yeah, being able to actually not having go down a there. game and be yeah. able to go out and enjoy it myself. I'm pretty pretty excited about that. Yeah, and I think the other cool thing we talked about this. So the, we recorded kicking it yesterday. We're gonna so it'll come out tomorrow. Um, but one of the things that we talked about, and which I would imagine this is true with all of your bowl experience, is you get the thing from a player standpoint. And I would imagine they do that for fans because I actually haven't been able to go down. I haven't been to any bowl games that aren't 
Well, I take that back. The yes, fans, the yes, fans don't I, also get PS5s, have, just so you know. That, that's true. I didn't. <laughs> I got a TV in 2009. Oh, yeah. That's Ooh. big. Uh, but I bet that thing was heavy. <laughs> it was about 32 inches, 32 inch TV, and it was probably still like 400 bucks. Um, but I actually did go to the one in Orlando. But the, the, the experience as a player is similar to that of a fan in that it's like a vacation where the entire area is super excited that you're there. Like mm -hmm. you get the cart with the red carpet rolled out for you. As a player, it's and it's more so than the fans, but there's still the university putting on like the pep rallies and then saying, hey, this is the cyclone bar in town, or these are the restaurants that are, you know, really are trying to bring in cyclones or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And so you have it's like you and like extended family, because you get to see all your, you know, oh, that's Bill from section six, you know, whatever. Like yeah. you, you get us, it's it's this really cool experience where like a whole t territory state city whatever rolls out the red carpet for you and it's i don't know no matter where you're going because i went to phoenix <clears throat> phoenix memphis and new york and it was that it was the case like that in all three of them where it was just the experience of a bowl game is super super yeah. fun to be a part of and it's it's fun like for me what i'm looking forward to is like going like growing up in ames diehard cyclone like for me it's just first of all it's iowa state being there and then it should be able to connect with Iowa State fans, like who are all happy to be there. Like they're all diehards. Like, yeah, it's the one. to have conversations like, "Oh, do you remember this game from blah 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 blah?" blah. And like, I can start doing the same thing. Like, maybe not as long as some of them, but like, yeah. just the the crazy games we went and sat through or talked Dude, about. Dude, before or, Woody showed up, I didn't even know what bull games were hardly. Like, I barely knew what bull wins were. Right. I mean, we legitimate. The, it was a, the fifth. I think the Insight Bowl was maybe the fifth or sixth bowl game Iowa State had ever been to, and then we went to. I think, no, they would only yeah. been to, th that was the fourth, I think. No, 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 no. Right? So Iowa State had been some more bowl games in the 70s and 80s. Um, yeah. What it was was that the first win was the 2000 Insight Bowl. Okay. Okay. And then we won again in, two, we won in 2009, which that would have been basically like, what, half of all the wins in bowl games. And then you guys went to a lot more. Yeah. But it was, yeah, going to three and five years, like that was... Wow. Yeah, I think they had they had like three wins going into that inside bowl, two or three, I believe. Anyway, um, no, you're close enough. <clears throat> what, was your... what it was was it was the three out of four years that had never happened before. Yeah, I remember that vividly. That mm -hmm. that was a big thing that they wanted to get. What was your favorite bowl, like experience? Like where? What location was your favorite? It, it if you were to ask me the at the time, it would be Phoenix, and I would still say like my bowl my bowl rankings. I would go Phoenix one. New York two, Liberty three, but all of them are super, super cool. Mm -hmm. And I would say retrospectively, New York is cooler in hindsight than it was at the time because the thing that you get annoyed with is traffic just because mm -hmm. like we had, to, we had to be in a bus for an hour and a half each way just because you're going through New York traffic to yeah. get to a football field that's yeah. actually can handle a, a college program. Um, but you got to do, we got to go things like to go to ground zero. We got to go to uh, the Empire State Building. You got to go like, it, in you know the game was a Yankee Stadium, so you got this tour of Yankee Stadium. So like all these cool things, and like I've been to New York several times since then, and like me now, I wish that I would have had the knowledge of places that I should go or could go with the team. So like yeah, in the future to be able to say hey, here are the cool places to go to. But yeah, it, New York was cool. Phoenix was cool because it was the only really like true warm weather bowl. Because I'd imagine when you guys went to Phoenix too, like it's different when you get off the plane. You're like it's 78 degrees yep. versus. New York or Memphis, where it was like 45 and rainy when yeah. we were there. So that I would say Phoenix one, New York two, Liberty three, but all really cool. What were yours? Ooh. I feel like mine are going to be skewed because I feel like 
the Fiesta Bowl. Like my as far as game experience, the Fiesta Bowl is my favorite. Like go and win a New Year's Six game, like that's sweet. However, COVID lockdown, 2020, and like I think each player got like four or six tickets. And that was the only people on there. So it was literally mm. like going from like playing in Jerry's world when it was like completely packed. Yeah. To like the next week it's like, oh, I can see my mom. And like you can never see your parents. Like you never just pick them out in the stands. It's like, huh. oh, I can see my parents because they're one There's of the 200 people here. Well, and they had like literally sections. So there'd be like <clears throat> two seats in a row. And then there'd be like two like zip locked up. So people couldn't like zip tied up. So people couldn't like sit like four next to each other people. They had to have people go through and zip tie yes. seats shut. Yes. Oh my God. And they were what like a dumb job. They were like, they were mad if anybody had like come together. It's so like my parents and my sister and wife were all in the same room sharing a hotel room. Mm-hmm. But like, if they would like kind of walk over in front of the zip tied mm-hmm. seats, like they would like start getting yelled at because it's like, you're getting too close COVID. <laughs> and like, they're like, we literally like sleep in the same room and we're going yeah, to go be in get, the same car on the way. We're going to go yeah. get drinks together with the rest of everyone else that's here because there's 200 people here. Uh-huh. Um, so that was kind of fun. So I, that, that kind of like, I wouldn't say it was my favorite. It was a shorter bowl trip because like you couldn't go do right. any of the fun stuff. Um, but the game, the experience, winning New Year's Six Bowl. Kicking like, the shit out of was, Oregon. Yep. Yeah, that was like, you couldn't beat that. San Antonio was an absolute blast. Like, yeah. I am, cannot wait for Iowa State to go back to the Elmo Bowl because I will go and take a week there. Like, yeah, that's, Riverwalk. So my father-in-law went to that one. He said that was the favorite. He's he's traveled to all of them. Yeah. He said that was his favorite bowl as a spectator to go to. It was so much fun. So much good food. Just so many things to do. I mean, it's just fun. Nice it's weather. Silly and Iowa State fans down yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would probably i didn't hate memphis like definitely wasn't venturing off beale street and stuff like that but the peabody's cool mm-hmm. yeah um and then orlando i went there twice for the camping world bowl and then the cheese it bowl those were both cool but like it's such orlando is such a unique city yeah like it's so big mm-hmm. it's so spread out every driver in orlando is an elderly person that doesn't know yeah, there was to drive. We got we were heading home from we just were I think Stansberry and I and and my wife just got drinks at a at a restaurant outside of Universal Studios and there was a traffic jam at 9:30 p.m. Yeah. in Orlando. Like yeah. bumper to bumper oh, yeah. traffic jam at 9:30 p.m. Well, and like the thing is like we went did some cool things. I don't I can never remember the names of all the parks. We went to one of them and it's like two or three days before the game. So it's like all right, Universal, that's the one with like Harry Potter, right? I think so. I'm not sure. Yeah. It was that one. So it's like, cool, like, yeah, sweet. This would be a, a fun time to go to do this. And you get to see it, like, during Christmas time and all that stuff. So that's super cool. But it's like, all right, am I going to walk seven miles around I'm pretty, Disney we, World? Yeah. And we stayed in pretty, like, we stayed in pretty bad spot in Memphis when we went. And because I was just, like, a student going yeah. to drink and, like, help Chris out on the side as the intern. Yeah. Like, I was paying my own way and, like, just going down to party. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the hotel we stayed in in Orlando was like just bad. Oh, I remember really? we drove through the night and we got there, and I was just like, I'm not usually like grossed out by hotel rooms at all. Like yeah. My mom did that growing up, and I was like, yeah, I won't be like that ever. Yeah. And I just looked inside, and I'm like, I had been up all night. I think I got two hours of sleep in the backseat of my friend's car on the way there. 
And I just started drinking beers at like 9.30 in the morning by the hotel pool. Yeah. That's just like, we're just staying outside today. Yeah. No, and like I said, they were all, they, I mean, every one of them was an incredible experience. Like you get, a, you get an extra month with that team, which yeah. like you can't, you can't take away for bull prep, for the development of younger guys, but like definitely. Especially, in, especially with this Iowa State team, that couldn't be more true with how many well, key well, pieces are coming back, how many people are involved. And, in and I think the other that. thing that's really cool, not just that this, this is a young team in that, uh, it's the the starters are young, the backups are really young, younger, and so you have like when one of the things about the bowl experience, and so I think that people would be interested in know like what it's actually like mm-hmm. when you're there, kind of practicing and whatever. Well, it's like somewhere between uh, fall camp and middle of the season, like it's somewhere in between those two, and also layer in some spring ball in there. So it's like it's sort yeah. of just a mush of everything. So like in spring ball, if you're a guy who like Alexander Robinson is the guy that comes to mind. A-Rob was a starting running back for forever. He was mm-hmm. a stud. So good. But he was also, because he was so, de- the offense was so dependent on him running, he would get nicked up throughout the year. In spring ball, he would never do spring ball because we knew, hey, you ain't got anything to prove. Like, you're the starter. Let's make sure you're healthy through this. Let's not get you a, a torn ACL in spring ball. So he never participated in spring. Then during the the fall camp he was grinding you're going live he was doing that then you're during the season still going live towards the end of the season his live reps would taper back and then in spring in uh, uh bull prep he didn't do anything anything live anything co- full contact a rob did none of it because mm-hmm. he didn't have to like good. he was he, a star he was he is he is as good as he needs to be we don't need to get you hurt you're like you're not going to get much better in these two weeks so with a rob being a guy who doesn't play there's a couple things, but and like that's not unique to him. Like there's a, a bunch of different guys that like right into this year's team. Like I would imagine Malik Verdun falls in that camp. He's a really good player, but he's been dinged up twice this year. He has uh, you know, that the wrist or shoulder thing going on. He had that groin injury earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. He's probably a guy who's probably just not doing any live contact drills. What that means is take that times 15 guys. The guys that are third on the depth chart are now getting two reps, which is we would always go ones one offense versus two defense and two offense defense. And every once in a while you do ones and ones and twos and twos. But usually you're going against the number ones. That's act, This whole setup is actually how I first legitimately got my shot at getting a scholarship, which is A-Rob doesn't play. And so I get bumped up a line and there's a couple other guys who had, like Bo Williams had taken himself kind of off of the depth chart because he wasn't really as responsible as he needed to be and whatever. So I was like the fourth guy. And so then A-Rob doesn't play and then they move the backup up to be a starter. And then I end up being like the second guy on that's going with the twos. So the, I think James White might have been the other one. So James White takes the first three reps with the twos against the one defense. Well, I get the next three reps with the twos against the one defense. So I'm going up against the starters in this like scrimmage situation. There was a we ran a it was in thud tempo, but I'm a walk on dude, I'm just, I'm getting playing against the ones. This is, yeah, this is good. Yeah. This is, so I ended up James Smith. <laughs> he still talks trash to me about, he was like, it was thud man, but I trucked the starting safety, like straight up, you know, Madden truck stick. Yeah. You know, shoulder. And then the whole sideline, you know, they're losing it. The, you know, Yancey's losing it, whatever. Everybody's really excited that opportunity wouldn't have happened without bull season. Yeah. Because a Rob wouldn't have been, like held back as much the I wouldn't have been going up against the number twos well because of that then they gave me more reps as we kept going coming into spring 
I then, they had enough respect for me and what I could do. They actually then put me as, you know, I'm a, a two because hey, A-Rob was still coming back that next year. I was going, I was getting two reps going mm-hmm. against the one defense and started to do well there and got a scholarship by the end of the year. So like yeah. that bowl season for guys like me, where I was way down the depth chart, you get shots that you otherwise wouldn't. And yeah. the coaches then get to see that, yeah. that it's benefits me because I get to be on the field, but it also benefits them because like, I don't want to say this arrogantly, but like you miss out on me. If you don't get to see me do it, they wouldn't have had me on the field because I wouldn't have, I would have just been some other, you know, some other random walk on. No, so I've you get to the, see all these guys kind of rise to the top and get chances they otherwise wouldn't during bowl season. For the past two minutes, I've been trying to formulate if you think bowl games don't matter, then I would say wouldn't have Jeff Woody or win over Oklahoma state. Well, I mean, they still probably could have. And I helped, but yeah. Anyway, I agree. No, you won. The, it's, you made the game-winning touchdown, Jeff. Yeah, but you James, can brag about that. James did. I'm, a lot. I'm allowing okay. you. I'm giving you the pass. You okay. can brag about it. No, I mean, I I will take some. <laughs> I will take some credit, but that was much more a team win than it was a meat win. Anyway. Yeah. No, I just I I can't agree more. Like, especially when you're a young guy or even a guy that's like second, third, and you're just fighting. You're fighting. Like the coaches care about the players so much like they are going to care dive into every single kid make sure that they're in a good spot make sure that they're doing what's best for the kid but like in the middle of the season their objective is to play the best guy and, and to, make they sure need to win yeah and make sure the best guy is playing at all times so you can win so not that they're like overlooking anybody or not developing people but a majority of their time is going to go towards that first guy a little bit less towards the second guy a little bit less towards the third guy and a little bit less towards the fourth guy so you then all of a sudden, like, it's like, hey, you take these starters pretty much out of it. Like, for a couple weeks, like, starters are getting limited reps. They're maybe going individual pads off, like, get your body feeling good, make sure you're functioning well, your body's moving right, because you don't want an injury in a bowl game. Right, and maybe maybe there's a guy like like Brendan Black is probably a guy. He, yeah. he might actually still be in all full contact stuff because he hasn't had as many reps as Hufford, yeah. like, or just uh, le- maybe or less limited. Maybe less, he's getting five reps in a right. five contact reps in a day, as opposed to Hufford, who probably isn't taking any contact, or mm-hmm. Jake Remsburg, or someone like that. Um, so there's definitely is that transition, but like it also allows those guys to like set the standard. Like, hey, like these guys have seen the standard now. These twos and threes have seen the standard. Now they're the ones that are upholding it. When you know these other guys are in and maybe getting a lift in or um, doing recovery or anything like that. So. It's huge, and it's also time for these coaches to say, hey, you get 20 plays today of a live reps. Show me what you can do. Hey, number three, that now you're the number two. You get 20 plays today. Show me what you can do because, you know, you, you've been running a scout team. You've been running someone else's offense. Well, that's been making you better, but now you get an opportunity to prove it. And did you guys, during the season, did you guys do developmental scrimmages? We ever? did, yep. Yeah, so we did that too, but you're playing against other developmental guys. Yes. Like, it's a threes versus threes, or development versus development, where yep. every once in a while, you know, like, uh, Carson Hansen, well, he's he's not necessarily a great example. Let's say uh, uh, Carson Hansen, for the sake of a running back example, well, he's going up against the other, like, freshmen or red shirts or, you know, walk-on guys, yeah. and he his reads aren't the same. It's not yeah. as fast. So, like... maybe you're tearing up developmental scrimmages, which is great. Gets you a better shot at, you know, playing against something else. But then you actually get to go against the ones or the twos in these situations. And like developmental scrimmages are great. That's, you know, you get your chance to like rise to the the top of that, but going actually getting live reps against ones and twos. It's totally different. Well, you legitimately get three or four days a week of like getting into a rhythm, running 20 plays, running a five, 10 play drive opposed to like, you know, sticks, whatever it may be. Like, you get to drive a ball the entire length of the field and play a football game. 
and then you also get to like you know it's not three plays and you can never get in your rhythm or anything like that it's like you get your shot and you get your opportunity like bowl games for for a program for development i mean our team is extremely unique in that we are so young but we're going to be developing so much depth and then it's also like these guys are finally getting their opportunity they've been grinding on scout team running the opposing teams offense or defense or special teams all year that they get to like actually be like hey i've been listening to like how iowa state operates their offense and defense and special teams like i can show you i can do this and then that's like like you said like huge opportunity maybe they get to play some in a bowl game from a guy that we don't know but also it's going to project or traject them into spring ball. Like mm-hmm. they're yeah. going to know There's... when it's all back to Iowa state, like, Hey, we're not worried about Memphis. We're not worried about Texas. We're not worried about Iowa. Like we're worried about Iowa state be the best Iowa state can be. And I think Campbell does a great job of um, making this time known as like, Hey, we're working on Iowa state right now. We're not all of a sudden just going to spend a month and a half preparing for Memphis. Yeah, like, and that's that's really prepared. And that's usually how it happens. So like I think another th- another thing that people might not get. So the last game, what was the date of the last game? Like December 3rd or something like that? December uh, 8th? Yeah. Anyway, it's it, it's the next bowl game is not to December 29th. Like you have a month. Yeah. More or less. November 25th. November 25th. So you have a month between your last game and this one. You're yeah, not I was, was going to say like the cuz I see this like I guess um a take for lack of a better term out there that the difference between five and seven and no bowl game and six and six and going to a bowl game is minuscule, but it's like completely the opposite. You have seven week, you'd have a seven week break from your last game. If you don't go to a bowl game, don't play in a conference title. And it just feels worse. You know, like you, you gotta say, you have to say goodbye to your teammates basically in the locker room. Like, all right, see ya. It's pretty much a chair on top. Like it's truthfully another week or another five, six weeks that you get to spend with those guys. Like you get to go finish. Like you're fitting a vacation into the whole deal. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't win your conference championship, which is the goal every year, but like you still get an opportunity to go out there and like have a celebratory, like, Hey, like we finished this thing off. Like this is how you want to finish something off with one game that you didn't, you're not guaranteed. Yeah. And so like the, the logistics inside of there, the first, there is a week where you just won't practice like because there's I think I don't know how much you guys did during finals week. We had like, yeah, w- maybe lift. like a, a lift or a walkthrough yeah. or something like that a couple times. But like during finals week, we wouldn't I don't think we practiced at all. Mm. Maybe once like very little. Yeah. Uh, so there's one of those weeks in there you just throw out because it's finals week. But the practices the first couple weeks are it's like that spring ball fall camp kind of hybrid just where you, you, it's just Iowa State. It doesn't matter if you're playing Memphis or Georgia like you are just scared in yourself like you are just practicing polishing what you do your it's your defense versus your offense then when you come back from finals then it starts to become like kind of slowly introducing memphis into it or you might do like before practice you go through a, a walkthrough on their pressures but yep. then you're still going to do iowa state stuff during yep. the day but then you get to be a week and a half out and like if they're practicing right now now i bet they're full memphis yep. like they've got that they're running back to run and scout yep. they're back to yep. uh you know, running their walkthroughs, their meetings are all about Memphis. Mm-hmm. They're watching themselves less, watching Memphis more. So it transitions from Iowa State on Iowa State to somewhat like mostly Iowa State introducing Memphis to then being full Memphis by the time the bowl game's over. So like that last part, that's more or less just like a game week. Like it's yeah. it's fine, but it's more or less a game week. It's the first three weeks-ish that you get all that Iowa State and Iowa State stuff, that's the big benefit of the bowl game. And then when you're truly working just all Memphis, like that's the party. Like you're yeah. you're at the bowl site, you're you go there seven days ish in advance. Like you're practicing in the morning, 
but then you're going to race go-karts in the afternoon and then you practice in the morning and then you're going to go do a giant team dinner at this restaurant they rent out for you in the afternoon like by the time you get to memphis it's a it's a party yeah so so we would do we would have maybe one like more physical like a true big sweat practice at the bull site but like your your majority you want to pretty much have everything in by the time you get then you're just like polishing the rock right like you're making it look good like you're gonna get your legs because you i mean you still need to get get some leg movement you're gonna travel it's gonna be a little bit different schedule than we're used to for a bowl game but then like that night before like it's like locked back into like hey this is the exact same as if we were gonna play at texas or kansas or whatever like you lock it back in that day before team split. just feels the same yeah team separates a little bit so some of those guys that aren't gonna travel on the travel squad, um, maybe go out to dinner that night, and then like the travel guys will sit down, have a normal dinner like we would at any other bowl or game, and then get back locked in meetings that night, go to bed, wake up, do your breakfast, all that stuff. So it locks back in to like, hey, like if you want to win this game, we're taking it seriously. Like that is every single time Iowa State's objective is to go win that bowl game. For sure. And uh, I'm really excited to watch Memphis has just a really stout offense they score seventh the country in points yeah they're uh the lowest point total they've had this year is uh oh 28 against navy so here's oh. here's here's a fun fact uh again spoiling something from kick and it's going to come out tomorrow memphis has been held under 35 points four times they've lost three of them so it's uh it's a team that absolutely for those and we're going to do a bowl preview show that's going to come out uh in the 26th i think uh but it's it's an it's a team that wants to be super high octane they don't run a ton of plays they run they're just very effective in what they do they run everything through their quarterback he's gonna he's like seventh in completions and 12th in yards and like super high production from the quarterback uh but their defense isn't great which i would rather be playing this is aiden's thought which is i would i would rather play that team than playing a team like Iowa in that Iowa's defense is great and their offense is trash. Well, if Memphis's offense is great and their defense isn't that isn't strong, well, Iowa State's strength is their defense. So it's your strength on their strength yep. and your quote weakness on their weakness versus the inverse of that. Yep. And so then it's is your strength better than theirs? And it feels like that's something that Iowa State has been able to do well. Like look at Kansas State. Now granted it was a snow game, but yeah. you look at Kansas State Kansas State's offense was their strength. Their defense was a bit of a question mark. And Iowa State ended up being able to, you know, out boat race them to that win. Yeah. So I that feels like this feels like a decent matchup from an actual like football X's and O's standpoint because it's strength on strength. Iowa State's defense versus Memphis offense and then quote weakness, which is Iowa State's offense to their defense. But it feels like Iowa State's offense is better proportionally than Memphis's defense. So it, it'll be i think it's going to be a fun game another interesting thing about this game is obviously joe skates right everyone knows him gone down there and he's had pretty good pretty good season down there i think and then jeff myers offensive line coach for memphis was my offensive line coach the entire time i was here so it's going to be kind of interesting for some of uh some of those matchups as well i'm uh i'm really interested they have uh their leading wide receiver at memphis is named rock ROC, right? Yeah, just it's not even rock. It's not, it's yeah. not even like it's a not rock. really it's typical. It's like Rockefeller. Rocco. Yeah, it's Rockefeller. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Hove. What are you doing? Rock Nation, man. What's that? Oh my god. I, yeah, that's, that's a young. It's a. Uh, it's. Uh, I know Jay-Z, what you're talking about, it's, man. It's Jay Z's oh, company. Okay. 
Don't feel okay, bad. Gotcha. Brett Yormark, wasn't he? Yeah. J- yeah. Brett Yormark, was, wasn't he the CEO of Rock Nation? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. something like that. The CEO of Rock Nation. <laughs> That's why <laughs> Jay-Z's a billionaire. It's not because of his music. It's because of Rock Nation. This makes more sense now. Wow. I, I probably know it. I just haven't watched the documentary. That's not even a documentary. <laughs> this is just... No, I guarantee it, there's Am a I right of, to be exasperated here? Yeah, I mean, you made it. Uh, no, I'm just going to get flummoxed on this. Jeez. Unbelievable. <sighs> If I saw, if yeah, I saw how did it with you more context, yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting Thanks, over, I'm like, not, no, but I'm like the worst example of like right. up to <laughs> times with that type of stuff. Like, nope. I know more about the 2019 SoFi Hawaii Bowl than I do whatever. That's actually pretty impressive. Said. Yeah, Zach Wilson uh, playing for BYU in Hawaii. Go back and watch that. That was one of the best football games of all time. I swear to God. That would be a sweet bowl game to go to. The Hawaii Bowl? Yeah. That'd be great. That's why if the draft thing without the conference affiliations to it, like that's what... Because all these like teams, like Iowa goes to a bowl every year. Iowa State's starting to go to bowl games every year, um, at least like the last seven. The Bahamas but, Bowl and, you, and the Hawaii you start, Bowl. You start mm-hmm. repeating games. Yeah. It's yeah. just like that's Rematch where Iowa like, versus Iowa State. Dumb. Everyone in the state would travel to it. It could be in stinking or no, Canada or, yeah. and every Iowa well, State. Well, the Bahamas Bowl is famous because like you could just walk up with a case of beer, supposedly, and just hand it to the hand a couple of the ticket usher and he just lets you in. Oh, well, someone from Reddit did that a couple years ago. That's a party. It man. always seems like uh, a lot of those smaller bowls like that, too. Like nobody's there. So it's like, hey, let's yeah. at least make it a good matchup and make people travel to it. Yeah. There's I no think, downside. I think we've swayed the public's opinion. There's no downside to that. Do we need to? Did you want to? How deep was your uh, kicking it preview on? Uh, we we went into we went a, a decent bit. Okay. We had a guy from Memphis on um, and kind of went into a little bit on Memphis, but. I, I don't know. I would be interested to the only the thing I'd be interested because you actually played for Jeff Myers. Like, mm-hmm. what do you do? Yeah, you, do you feel like too. he's gonna come? One, it, do you think there's any insider information that he's gonna be able to pull from that because it's a new offense? I feel like there's been like Iowa State runs a lot of the same things. Every co- every college football coaches knows football, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like he's gonna be like, oh, they teach him this, that, the other. Like, this is what they're running. Like, our scheme is different. How we call the plays is different. How we like. That everyone has wristband now. Like, Coach Myers doesn't know anything about that. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe he'll know a little bit about guys, but like, it's also been an entire football season where they've developed under different coaching. So, like, maybe some bad habits have been broken that he knew about. But like, mm-hmm. I, I, I truly don't think it'll be. The only, you, the only thing he'll have is probably like motivation. To yeah, like that's what like, I was going to say. Do you feel like there's going to be a little bit of, of you? Like when we came down here, like we were like, oh, it's Memphis. like, you know what I mean? Like stuff mm-hmm. like that, that like any coach can make up a thing, but his maybe just will have a little more because he was part of the other side at one point. Yeah. Do you feel like he's going to have a little bit of a revenge streak or do you feel like it's sort of like understands it's part of the name, part of the business of thi- being a coach? I mean, I feel like everyone would have a little bit of like revenge in them. Like, uh-huh. but I, I, I think I, it's completely understandable. I think to it's have understandable. Of those. But yeah. I think that everyone in the coaching business business also knows that it's a business like mm-hmm. you don't get into coaching being like hey i'm gonna co- my like, job security is great i'm gonna spend 30 years with this same company like isn't campbell like the longest tenured baseball second, coach? second second longest behind to gundy. gundy yeah so like right there like everyone knows that i mean like you don't hear of kirk ferentz is lasting how many every year you don't hear of bill snyder's lasting how many ever like you don't see like there's always this massive turnover because it's win 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 right now right now right now um, so I think every coach has that knowledge, mm-hmm. um, but certainly it, uh, I'm sure there's anyone would be like, oh, well, I left this place or whatever yeah. the situation happened. and More storyline than reality. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
I also wanted to say I can't wait for the Liberty Bowl to get this renovation done. Have you guys seen the renderings of it? The stadium? Yeah. Mm. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it's it's an audio medium, so we're not really going to be able to <laughs> put this up in the listener's ear. So you'd have to describe, okay, so now the gables are going to be this <laughs> terrific marble. I'll do it. This is a challenge that we're going to try to undertake. Uh, so, like... Well, it has a blue light around the top of the kind of ribbon board type deal. Look at that, Jeff. So is this a renovation of an ex- of the current stadium, or is it building yeah. a brand new one? I think it's a renovation of the current stadium. They did need a like renovation. That. That yeah, that part, wasn't. I think, is that new. wasn't the nicest stadium when we played um, there. And it was cold. It was that was we did that was the. I mean, ours. It was like forty five and rainy. It was yeah. sort of the weather that we had when we were down there. I think there. we're supposed to be mid fifties. If it's if, 50? Uh, 56-ish. Yeah, that's going to feel a little if it's, if it's sunny and mid-50s, yeah. that's beautiful if yeah. you're able to get that. Hey, I was 14 years old. I needed it. Did, uh, who was the quarterback when you played Steel? in the Liberty Bowl? Yeah. Barnett? Did so, didn't did someone get hit by a car or like run over on a scooter? No. Was the quarterback sick for the Liberty Bowl? No. Not that what I can I recall. thinking of? I don't know. I might be thinking of the other Liberty Bowl. You don't know, know something there was, there was a rumor of uh, Sam Richardson being sick. That Thank morning. you. Oh, yes. yeah. Take the back. Yes, he was. That's what it was. Yes, he was. I'm so, I don't know yep. why I can't yes, remember he was. that today. Who did My you guys bad, play guys. in the Liberty Bowl? Tulsa. Tulsa. So want to know something crazy? There's like a pawn shop around there. Some Maybe even on like or a pawn shop or um, a memorabilia shop on Beale Street. Mm-hmm. When we went there in 2017, there was a Iowa State versus Tulsa watch that someone had pawned <laughs> off like the bull watches that you get and it was still there like what year was that that you guys had that it was 2012 when we went so five years later it was still there <laughs> and i remember out, like we were like oh my gosh ground. like what's the story of this and like oh some iowa state player brought it in here and like trying to pawn it off and like and we're like oh it's still oh, here God. that's funny i wonder if like some iowa state fan picked it up for this last time or hey if it's there find that pawn shop and see if it's still there right <laughs> if there's still the Iowa State versus Tulsa. I'm going to go buy it. Bull watch. Because that's oh like why God. I asked you. I'm like, okay, I know. Because I was, had been to the Liberty Bowl This before. is the third time. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I'm like, yeah, what was... are the chances of, like, <laughs> us walking in there and, like, actually seeing it? Because it's, like, one of those stores where there's, like, crap everywhere. Uh-huh. And most of it's, like, crap. Crap. Yeah. But then, like, we see this, like, it's, like, literally still, like, in, like, a jewelry, like, uh-huh. lock no. cabinet. I'm like... Yeah, so I have been holding on to this since 2012. That's, like, that's a heads up move to get some cash for your bull vacation, real quick. Right? No kidding. Holy yeah, I don't. Buckets. I don't. I think I still have that thing. I have a chest that has all like the shit in it. I still have a glass. We got a glass from the Liberty Bowl, and I have uh, some of like the the stir the coffee stir sticks had a duck on them. Do you remember those? Oh yeah. Like little stir sticks had a duck on them. So I have like. For Did what you guys I, stay in the Peabody as yeah, well? Yeah. And watch the ducks march into the oh, thing. Yeah. It's fun. Did you do? Do you have the like the duck soap? Yes, we still have the duck soap. Uh, had the the yeah duck stir stick in like a glass like a, a an actual glass glass it's like a gold rim on yeah. it. it has like the logo on it in our schedule yeah I know exactly which one you're talking about yeah I still have that um I, I got plenty of I get still have plenty of stuff from that I but, should go through my stuff again no the uh I did remember it right uh you guys played Tulsa in the season opener and then played them in the bowl game too was it was the next year I think I thought we played them in 2013. Did we play uh, in 2012? You might have opened. You I did, thought we played him in 2013. You might have played him again. And in we went to Tulsa. We won. I had three touchdowns in that game. I remember that. I had no big deal. I, had, I remember that. No, too. this is this is a crazy <laughs> stat. No, but I, you I did play I had, him in the I season. Had, I think I had 12. I, I think it was either six carries for nine yards and three touchdowns, or nine carries for six yards and three touchdowns. 
I think it was the six carries for nine yards and three touchdowns. Woody. <laughs> that feels like a pretty, uh, that, that's a pretty apt stat line. Yeah. Well, I had been thinking like he, Woody's kind of fallen off lately for us, but we'll always have that Oklahoma State game. And I was like, oh, real efficient game out of Woody tonight. Right. Yeah. Averaging like imagine, 0.6 yards a carry. Imagine if they would have given you the ball more. I, mean, I know. How much would have scored? I mean, just six, seven, six seven carries. Touchdowns a game. <laughs> six carries, 12 yards, three touchdowns. Yep. There you go. Two yards a carry and three touchdowns. That's, that's my best Neely, That's a guy that existed. He had a, did he have kick return touchdown? Uh, maybe not. There wasn't that game. Not in that specific return. game. Had, I'm looking at one game right now. He had now, a kick return touchdown in, in that year. Remember that? Didn't uh, Jeremy Reeves have a pick six? In the Tulsa game? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> he was my guy. I love Je- him. Dude, like Jeremy Reeves. Reeves, he's the most athletic person that I've ever... Him and uh, like pure, holy shit athletic... Jeremy Reeves is the most athletic person that I've ever seen. He was a 4240 guy. Over Will McDonald? Over I mean, see, I've never well met or like interacted with Will McDonald in person, but he was a four like four two eight laser timed 40. He was a 42 and a half inch standing vertical and still had like 16 reps and 225 bench press. And he was like five seven, like 175 pounds. Yeah. That's if wild. he was if he was like three inches taller, he'd be, I mean, a Pro Bowl NFL corner. He's yeah. Freak, 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 freak athlete. Who's like, your other guy? So uh, Ethan Tufty was the other one. He was an okay. offensive lineman. I wouldn't have guessed. Dude, Jesus t- Christ. Tufty. Jesus Christ, Tufty. What a block. Uh, he was so Tufty. We would do power factor and power index, which are two things that Yancey would do. So power factor would be, I, I don't remember, I, I forget which one is which, but one is your jumping capacity for your body weight and one is your lifting capacity per your body weight. So usually that would be like, you know, if a linebacker, like Jake Knott got it one year where, because Jake was a, freak strong and he was 240 pounds so like you know he's a 600 pound back squatter or whatever and bench press 450 and whatever so jake got i think got got that for one jeremy reeves got it one of the years but our senior year tufty got both power factor and power index at 330 pounds which is insane so he has a 330 pound guard who is a had a 33 and a half inch vertical had an we don't even know what his back squat was because we couldn't find a bar that could hold it he hit 800 easy Oh, and then I see I thought it would I thought it was always uh Kalechi and Oni uh-huh. that were the biggest Oni, ones. Oni was or KO because his limbs were so long wasn't a great lifter yeah. stupid strong but his he's so long that like lifting weight that long he was a 400 pound bench guy but like compared that to everybody else like he was like fifth or sixth <laughs> Oni was stupid strong in the squat but Tufty could out squat Oni really? and okay. then bench he was Tufty was a 500 pound bench guy 400 pound power clean uh 800 pound squatter we have no idea how much his back squat actually truly would have been because we literally the one year he maxed out the bars that we had and then they bought another bar called the elephant bar which was bigger and thicker to be able to actually hold more weight max that one out we have no idea what tufty could have squatted what the uh, elephant that is, bar hold at the max it was 800 it was like 795 or something like that it's just easier to round up to 800 i mean it is unbelievable stupid strong like he just had knee problems like he had Tore his ACL twice, had like meniscus probably problems. because he's squatting 800 pounds. Seven billion pounds. I mean, Tufty is the f- absolute freak. Tufty and Jeremy Reeves are the two freak- freakiest athletes. I would imagine w- Will and Brees are pretty in that category oh, yeah. too. Oh, 100%. Because Brees is just freak. Freak. Wasn't he a 40 and a half inch, 41 inch vertical too? I don't know. Probably. Nothing, I mean, nothing of that stuff like surprised me. Uh-huh. It's just like, wow, how high did you jump? <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Good jumping higher. <laughs> I, I can just picture you saying that and just being like, I can't do that. Isn't yeah, it? Because when, when, when you watch a guy like Brees, and I would imagine Will jumped, I think he's like 38 and a half too. 
when I was watching Reeves jump, like it felt like somebody was picking him up. Yeah, you know? oh, 100%. Like, you, you like watch him jump and it's like, how did you... Like, and they're still going up. At the time, your brain is telling you that they should be down. still rising. Yes. And you're, it looks like, like in your head, you're like, what type of like freaking gravity boots do you have to like yeah. still keep moving? How much upward? force do you generate to like not just come right back down and immediately yeah. like that you can float up actually yeah. instead of just like continuing it's insane i mean yeah. just to watch the the athleticism of those guys I, I mean i'm curious to see i mean the last i we can probably make this last thing that we're talking about because it's a already long podcast is yeah. like if tj tampa plays i would i would i hope he does not like personally i hope he doesn't because it doesn't feel like there's that much upside for him and like you think about like Brees didn't play in the bowl game would he have helped in that bowl game sure would have i bet iowa state beats clemson if Brees plays but he also then might have hurt his ACL, his ankle, whatever, yeah. doesn't become the pick that he is to get the contract that he got. There's more downside than and there's upside. Than upside. And like it would be different with TJ if he's playing against a guy like uh, like last year, Zay Flowers for Boston College, yeah. like a guy that's predicted to be a first round pick. If Zay Flowers is playing and TJ Tampa's on the other side, I bet both of them then play because they have a chance to like, hey, I beat this guy because I think TJ's right now like, the fourth or fifth corner, which is probably puts him in like second round. So he could probably float up to the first potentially. Yeah, imagine what an auto zone Liberty bowl MVP would get you though. But <laughs> no, <laughs> but like if instant he's first round, instant first rounder. but like you? if he's, if he's going up against his a flowers, then yes, you play in that game because there is an upside. You, f you winning that matchup is great film. That literally could push you up in draft, especially course. late in the year. And yeah, but there's no not there is just nobody on Memphis's roster that's that level. There's still probably a good number of draft picks on this Absolutely. Memphis team, especially on offense. But there's no rock. But there's there's it's like rock. But there's probably not a there's no Zay Flowers to, yeah. in my mind. So like TJ playing, it would be confirming what people already know if yep. he has a great game. And worst and case if scenario, you're just putting questions. Right. If yeah. he has a bad game, even if he doesn't get hurt, then you just add negativity to it. So I hope for his sake, he doesn't play. Yep. But I'd be interested to see what he tests like because he's probably going to run he's, fast, but he's going to jump higher. Yeah. He's going to jump like And he's going to be crazy long. Yeah. I, I'm excited to see what he does at like Senior Bowl and uh, yeah, the Combine. Yeah. That stuff is so much, it'll be so much better for him. Yeah. So I, I hope that he doesn't play. If he plays, I will be holding my breath the entire time. Like just, it, it just, to me, it's not worth it. Like I hope that number two doesn't suit up for sure. Uh, one last, last thing, then we'll let y'all go. Your uh, boy's going to win MVP. Jeez. I hope so. You're going to go out and party with him if he does. Oh my gosh. That'd be an absolute blast. It's absolutely crazy to you see. You got to bring him on this touch, show if he does four touchdowns, no interceptions. Like it, yeah, minus money right now on betting odds to win it. I saw bloom tweeted like, uh -huh. And then, like, Dak didn't have a good game. They went you out. I think and they'll hold him out the last week of the season. I haven't looked at the standings or anything. If, if they have the number clinch. one seed locked up, yes. yes. Yeah. They, they sit everybody. Because yeah. you, you saw what happened when Trent Williams and Debo, uh, and they had one. Christian McCaffrey. And Christian McCaffrey. Well, he, he's McCaffrey's played, but like with Trent Williams and Debo, when they were out earlier in the year and they lost three straight because they didn't have all the pieces. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, and those guys. with how destructive the NFL has been yes. this year, with I mean, we had and Jake Browning against uh, Nick Mullins. Well, and last or, night Jalen Hurts playing with the flu against uh, Drew Locke. Like, yeah, you, oh, Drew Locke ball. Okay, every he, time he, Drew Locke does anything positive in life, I retweet that video of him rapping on the sidelines. <laughs> so I have a problem. I, I think that. he could successfully walk across the street and help an old lady get to the other side, and I'd retweet that video. <laughs> but like, yeah, if, if he absolutely rest him. Yeah, but 
No, that's wild. One of the things that's funny is when like the Cam Newton thing of like, oh, he's a game manager. Like, okay, can I just say like one thing just from literally aside from the fact that then Cam later said like, you can't tell me that I wouldn't start in front of Brock. Okay, that what that tells me where that's that story is coming did from, you which see is just the, did you see the Facebook comment? The Dan McCartney from Dan McCartney, Quitty the Gubbies, A plus. But like, okay, can can we just talk about the concept of a game manager, which is you a game manager if you're being a game manager uh that means you're probably winning yeah. because every play has designed reads that you're supposed to get through if a play runs successfully it should be an easy completion if you have nothing but easy completions that means you're making the right read you're delivering the ball on time and you're delivering the ball on rhythm to whomever the playmaker is and you have balanced offense and you have a balanced offense it doesn't matter where that throw goes to kurt warner when they were running the greatest show on turf was a game manager. There are times when you have to throw the ball down the field like he did. I think I didn't see this Arizona game, but like the game against the Seahawks when he just, you know, bombed 150 yards to Debo. Like at some point you have to do that. Yeah. But usually if you have to freestyle as much as someone like a Cam Newton does because you miss the first two reads. Yep. It's not a good thing yeah. when you have to go around and do it like Lamar against the Jaguars was exceptional. But he also missed a lot of open receivers which to get to the, which made it look crazy. Now, granted, he has the ability. Lamar is like the other guy who you actually, I think it's Lamar and Brock are like the two guys that should be the MVP conversation. But like those two guys, Lamar in most games looks like Brock. Like in most games that they're on rhythm, Lamar ain't doing anything. And he yeah. shouldn't do anything because if you have the capacity to get the ball to Odell 20 yards down the field or run it six yards down the field, Throw it 20. Yeah. So like a, every quarterback, if the thing is in rhythm and the offense is functioning as it should, you are a game manager. Everybody, Lamar, uh, Jalen Hurts, everybody's a game manager. Tom Brady. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, everybody's a game manager. And to be that means you are doing the right things. How the hell can you knock a guy for keeping your offense in rhythm, making the right read, making the right throw? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense by not doing that and making that like scramble out of pocket, uh, you know, whatever type play. It's because you probably missed a read. Yeah, that's a bad thing. Now, the capacity to do it. Great. Awesome. Lamar freak freak. But I would rather I, I would imagine Lamar probably watch Brock Purdy's film and goes, I want to be like that because that means you're reading everything right. That and is just a, the stressful that's face situations. Grant Scripes, man. Something happen. This is this is a Grant Scripes. Grant Scripes. Grant Scripes. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we won't be back next Tuesday uh, because we'll be going to Memphis. But I and think after that, yeah, it's day after Christmas. Yeah, yeah, it's day after Christmas. Yeah, anyway, it's a travel day. Anyway, but uh, we will see you in a few Tuesdays. I think it'll be the New Year. But uh, thank you guys for listening all season. And uh, I think one episode left. So hopefully we'll go out with a bang. Season wrap up. Beat Memphis. If he wins, if he wins MVP, you got to get him on. We're Do claiming him for our show. No one. Chris he, doesn't get him. Brent doesn't get him. We get him on this show. Let's figure it out. All right. Perfect. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week.